Welcome to another episode of Theological Pipe. News, culture, sports, politics, and everything else from a theological perspective. It's all summed up in love. What should I do? Tell me God is good. Give it to me, give it to me, give it to me, give me peace. Give me peace. Put that in your theological pipe and smoke it. Hey, welcome to another episode of Theological Pipe. We're back after the weekend off. Uh, took a day off yesterday, too, just because of some things going around uh, the house. Uh, but glad to be back. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, uh, share the podcast with people. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify, Google, Apple, um, we're on other platforms, um, subscribe there as well. Thanks to everyone listening. Uh, get right into it. As much as I don't want to talk about politics because I politics is just too divisive for me, uh, especially these days, uh, it seems like if you're one side... You have to be so anti the other side, it's not even funny. We're not listening to each other anymore. Uh, it kind of goes against my whole uh, credo of just be nice that I say at the end of every podcast, just be nice to each other. We need to be nice. Um, but the Democrats had their uh, convention. Uh, today they you know, did the official nomination of Joe Biden as the candidate for, you know, the Democratic uh, candidate for president. He'll go up against Trump. Um, the convention was weird. Uh, and I know that if you are a Democrat, especially if you're on Twitter and social media, again, don't believe that stuff. It's it's so fake and it's so partisan. If you're a Democrat, they were gushing at how beautiful and amazing it was. Uh, if you're a Republican, it was, you know, evil personified. Uh, it was probably neither, but it was weird uh, and it was strange. And I know part of it is because of the virtual nature of it. Um, but you know, they recorded things. You can tell that some of the question and answer things that they did with Biden people, they were obviously recorded. They obviously picked the best clips of people. And hey, do what you got to do. I know it's TV. I know it's theater. I get that. Uh, but it was strange. Uh, the strangest moment to me, and, and, and I tweeted when I saw this, and I'm kidding, but I said, this is the moment that Trump was reelected, uh, was at the end of night one, uh, when Stephen Stills, uh, you know, for what it's worth, Stop. Hey, what's that sound? That guy, you know, he, he's playing guitar. And Billy Porter, uh, they did this cheesy 1980s horrible visual song. Uh, it, it was just odd. It just was weird. Uh, and, and just the whole thing was strange the first night. Second night was a little better. Um, but again, I, I, you know, whatever, uh, it's politics. I'll feel the same way when, when Trump's there. Trump will be, hopefully at least be entertaining. I think he's got that going for him. He's at least entertaining. Um, but it, it's just going to be red meat to the base. Uh, they're going to do what they have to do to try to get people excited. And I, and I get it. Um, you know, for me, the, the thing that I don't like about the Democrats is I think there needs to be more uh, than just, you know, Trump is bad. You know, the orange man is bad. You know, I get it. Uh, you know, I'm not a big Trump fan. I'll get to that in a minute. Um, but the Democrats have to offer something other than, hey, Donald Trump's a bad guy. Um, because despite the fact that the media and, and, and tech companies and everyone are aligned against Donald Trump, and they just are. I mean, we could look at just the past few days with Twitter. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it. You can go to YouTube and watch Joe Rogan, uh, Tim Pool. Uh, and they have Jack and Vijaya something. It's a Twitter uh, executive. Uh, and they have this conversation. It was from like a year ago, two years ago, where they were talking about the bias that Twitter has towards conservatives. Um, and just the past few days, Twitter has suspended like a Trump campaign um, tweet, uh, Twitter 
account, the Babylon B, which is a satire account, which is hilarious, uh, a couple other satire accounts, they, they ban them, they suspend them, and then a, a few days later they'll come back and say, oh, we made a mistake, you were caught up in our algorithms. Uh, and it's funny that it never happens to liberals. It never happens to liberal campaigns or liberal groups. They're always, you know, it, it, they're uh, against conservatives, whatever. And, and if you think that's cool, that's fine. Um, but there's such a, a bias against Trump that you think everything he's done is bad, and he has some bad moments. Um, but you have to understand that when he starts doing his campaign and when he starts doing his convention, he's going to be able to point to some things and say, this is what I've done. This is what I can do. This is what I can do because before coronavirus, and if you want to criticize his handling of the coronavirus, knock yourself out, uh, you better criticize Governor Cuomo's handling of the, the coronavirus. Cuomo has a book coming out about how he handled it, and people are now praising Governor Cuomo from New York for his handling of the virus, which was pathetically bad. Uh, you know, he put contagious people, people with COVID in nursing homes to infect other people and killed so many people. New York has the worst death rate. It's just, it's, it's good now because everyone had it and everyone that, you know, died from it, died from it. Um, so, you know, Trump can point and say, hey, listen, even though coronavirus is bad, look what happened for the four years before the coronavirus or three and a half years before the coronavirus. Economy was great, blah, blah, blah. And we're going to do it again. And we're on the road to recovery. And the things that Trump can point to, and these are things that I said, you know, what are some of the things that Donald Trump has done that people can point to? Again, I, I'm not a big fan of his simply because of his, his stature, his, his demeanor. I get it. I understand why he does it. I understand why he was elected as a response to Obama, but I think Obama and Trump both have blown both. I think Obama blew and Trump is blowing an opportunity to bring this country together. Uh, Obama had such an amazing moment. I talked about this in my last podcast. One of the greatest moments in presidential history in my lifetime was, um, Obama's, uh, inauguration um, celebration in Grant Park in Chicago. Uplifting, an amazing historic moment. All he had to do was go govern and bring people together, but he was divisive. He, he, he divided people. He played the race card all the time, and then the media went along with it, and they basically said, if you'd criticize anything that Obama does, it's because you're a racist, and that's one of the direct reasons, uh, besides the fact that Hillary Clinton is the worst presidential candidate in history. Um, but Obama's governing, the media is calling anyone who criticized him a racist and a homophobe and a bigot and identity politics. That's why Trump was elected. That's why people went to him, and, and I get why people stay with him, but he, he's not doing anything to bring people together, in my opinion. Now, he, he's done some things, and we'll talk about that, um, but I, I just think both of them blew an opportunity to bring the country together, to bring us forward, to fix some things that we can all agree on, uh, but instead, both parties and both presidents have to divide people. Um, but Trump can say, these are just a few things that I said, if, if someone said, what has Trump done that you can point to and say these were good things? Uh, historically, black colleges and universities. He funded them, and, and someone quoted, he funded them forever, but he, he federally funded these institutions, gave them tons of money, more than Obama did, more than Clinton did, more than Bush did. He, I mean, he, he, this was a big moment, and, and a lot of people were surprised he did it for whatever reason, but he did it, um, and, and that's something to, that he can point to and say, look, this is what I did. Uh, we talked about a, a few, I think I mentioned it again in, this, in the podcast uh, the, yesterday or the other day, the, my last one, about presidential moments when Trump 
Trump did his State of the Union. He talked about opportunity zones. He was flooding money into these poor areas to, to, to lift people up. And that's a, that's a moment. You know, that's something that he can, he can point to. Um, prison reform. Um, yeah, I've also talked about me going to prison with a friend of mine named Tony Mack and how it changed my view on prison. Uh, you know, we need to reform our prisons. It's, it's the Department of Corrections, not the Department of Punishment. And yes, people need to be punished. And yes, there are some crimes and criminals that, that should be in prison for life. But if we put people in for a year or two years or five years or 10 years, those people are going to get out. We don't want them to go back. So there needs to be some reform. There needs to be correction, not punishment all the time. Um, and, and I think that, you know, the prison reform was pretty huge that he passed. Um, First president that started fighting against countries that criminalize um, behavior, so homosexual behavior. You know, there are some countries where you could be murdered, you could be killed, you can be thrown off buildings because you're a homosexual, and Trump has been using the power of the United States to fight against that. Uh, he's got a, a, a man in his cabinet, I think he was the ambassador to Germany, I'm not sure if he moved to another position, but Richard Grenell, uh, he's a homosexual man, um, one of the most powerful men in the, in the, in the uh, government, and uh, they're working on, you know, getting countries to stop doing that you know, stop throwing people off buildings or, or killing people because they're because of their sexuality. And I think it should go even further. I think he should do it because of religion. Uh, right now, there's Christian massacres going on in a bunch of countries. So again, that's something he can point to and say, "I did this." Um, he, he's lower taxes. Uh, and, and I've said before, you know, we need to have lower taxes. I don't mind spending money, uh, and I think if we spend money, it should be spent on, you know smart things, um, good things, uh, but we spend way too much money. So again, historically black colleges and universities funded, opportunity zones, prison reform, fighting against homosexuality being criminalized, lower taxes. Man, he can point to all of those things and say, I did these things. And he can point to an economy that was rolling. Um, and it seems to be, as we open back up, that it's still kind of rolling again uh, and getting back to hope, you know, you know, hopefully, regardless of who wins, hopefully the economy keeps going back. So he can point to those things. And I think the Dems, Democrats need to do more than just say, the orange man is bad. Because as they say that, uh, I think another thing that, that the Republicans can do is point to Antifa, point to Black Lives Matter, point to the riots, point to Portland, point to Seattle, point to Chicago, point to Atlanta, point to D.C., point to all these places that are controlled by Democrats from, from the top down and say, look at what's happening. This is what these people are doing. And none of the Democrats are coming out against it. None of the Democrats, I mean, the media is not even asking them about it, which is ridiculous, um, but they're not coming out against it. And, and all he has to do is mention it. Uh, you know, uh, his press secretary, what, whatever you think of her, she always ends her press conferences with, why don't you ask people about this? What about this? I guarantee within the next few days, uh, Trump or I think her name is Kayla McEnany or something like that, she's going to mention the guy that was kicked in the head uh, and has been in a hospital since then. It was a couple days ago. And I, if you go on Twitter, you can see the video. Uh, he's kneeling on the ground. Um, they, they were picking on him and yelling at him and screaming at him and punching him and kicking him. And he's kneeling on the ground, not doing anything. A guy comes up behind him and just kicks him in the head and lays him out cold. Um, and that's happening every single day in Portland, that kind of violence, that kind of stuff is going on every single day. The media is ignoring it and the Democrats are ignoring it. So I'm telling you right now, I know everyone feels good. Their party feels really happy after their convention, but all Trump has to do, he go, he goes last he can mention those things that he's done, and he can say, "Look at what's going on in these cities. Do you really want you know, Do you really want that to take over?" So I think that that's just one of the things. You know, you have the Republicans, you have the Democrats. I think they both do a disservice by trying to divide the country. And I understand it's an election, and I understand it's a contest, and I understand they have to, you know, 
go to their base and then try to bring people together. Uh, but I just think that the weirdness of this convention, the the Stephen Stills things, just was like, oh, just cringeworthy. Man, it was it was bad. Um, and and then you know, looking at what I see, you know, in these cities where, and again, I I I think a Democrat talking point can be, well, you're the president, do something. You know, you see these cities burning, you see these people being assaulted, why don't you do something? And I know his response could be, and they can debate that, um, but I just think that, you know, when you have the the, the, the Democrat National Com- uh, Convention, the Republican one's coming up soon, uh, I think the Republican one will be just as silly. Uh, again, the one thing that's different is at least Trump is entertaining. Uh, at least he'll take questions. Uh, at least he seems to have somewhat an idea of what's going on. Uh, I feel sorry for Biden. I just think that, uh, you know, eh, I, I hope it's just he just has bad days. I hope he's OK. But, um, you know, no, regardless of who's president, I told you we need to pray for him. But but right now, uh, the Democrats, I think, need to have more than just the orange man is bad. And they need to stand up to, to Black Lives Matter and Antifa and the riots. And here's the problem. They're not going to. Uh, but they need to if they want to bring people from the out, from, 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 from beyond their base and be from beyond their far left wing base. Um, and, and they want to bring people to vote from. They need to stand up to that kind of stuff. And, and they should. Forget about whether they lose or get votes. It's the right thing to do. When guys are getting kicked in the head and, and nothing's happening, when people are, are beating people and assaulting people and burning things down and and they go to go to you know they get arrested and they go to they go to the jail and they get let out with no bail and nothing happens to them you know we need to do the right thing people need to step up and do the right thing so I'm hoping that kind of happens uh, and and there's a quote um, that um, that C S Lewis has. Uh, and, and I always use this during the election time and as we get closer, um, you know, you're going to vote for who you vote for. I'm going to vote for who I vote for. Um, I used to be uh, probably for the last few elections, I just voted against every incumbent because I just it just seems like the, the politicians are just strange and, and, and they're embedded and they don't do anything and they just keep us divided. Um, but C.S. Lewis said this. This is a quote from his book, Mere Christianity, which is um, probably one of the most amazing books on Christianity that you can read. C.S. Lewis, just a good dude. Uh, He says this, he goes, I feel a strong desire to tell you, and I expect you feel a strong desire to tell me which of these two errors is the worst. That is the devil getting at us. He always sends errors into the world in pairs, pairs of opposites. And he always encourages us to spend a lot of time thinking about which is the worst. You see why, of course, he relies on your extra dislike of the one error to draw you gradually into the opposite one. But do not let us be fooled. We have to keep our eyes on the goal and go straight through between both errors. We have no other concern than that with either of them. And um, that's a quote. I mean, if you look at memes, you'll see a picture of Clinton and, and Trump and the quotes in the middle. That's that was something that was shared a lot uh, b- uh, before in the 2016 election. Uh, and the lesser of two evils um, is really a good way to look at it. Now, again, I don't want to demonize Trump or demonize Biden. Um, but as Christians, as believers, um, our focus is not of this world and should not be of this world. Uh, our focus should be on the kingdom of God uh, as a Christian. And, and again, if you want to throw other religions in there, uh, again, your your belief in God and your pursuit of him or his pursuit of you and your relationship with him, however you want to define it, as a Christian, it's my pursuit of God pursued me, found me, saved me, redeemed me, set me free. And my goal now is to glorify him and, and, and to, to usher in his kingdom and to talk about him and to bring 
bring glory to Him and to be focused on Him. Um, and I, as Christians, we need to stay focused on those things. Stay focused on what matters. And as Christians, as believers, it's loving others, taking care of the lost, taking care of the hurting, taking care of the poor, visiting people in prison, taking care of the widows and orphans, feeding people. If someone's thirsty, you give them a drink. If someone's hungry, you give them something to eat. If someone's cold, you give them your jacket. I mean, that's what Christians are supposed to do. And politics always, always, always takes people's eyes off of what they're supposed to be focused on when it comes to believers. And and the sad part is a lot of people have made politics their God. They think that that's the answer. There are so many people right now that think that this country is the worst it's ever been. And if only a Democrat was elected, things are going to be right. Well, we had that same thing happen in 2016 when Obama went through his eight years. People are like, oh my gosh, he's destroyed this country. This is the most important election of our lifetime. And if we don't elect the right, and we got him, and now he's, and, and I get it. And, and I believe that God will put in power who he needs to put in power. And I believe that as Christians and as believers, we need to pray for that guy and lift that guy up. And, I, and yes, I can make arguments uh, why one person might be better than the other based on Uh, the policies that they have and based on uh, the way they're going to govern. I get that part. But as a Christian, that's to me, that's secondary. To me, my first response, my first uh, inclination in the morning, the first thing I should think about when I wake up is not politics. And if if that's what you do, what a, what a, what a sad, I guess I shouldn't denigrate people that, you know, are so into politics, but it's, it's just, I think the majority of people wake up and they think about their family, they think about their kids, they think about, you know, being happy, they think about going fishing or sports or, or uh, you know, their job, what was something like that. Man, politics should be secondary, especially for a believer, especially for a Christian. Our focus should be on the correct things, and we should trust God enough to know that whoever he puts in place, it's all part of his plan. Um, I, I, I used an illustration at church on Sunday, uh, and, and I used three illustrations. I'll use one now. It, it's a math problem. So I, I'm not a math guy. I'm an English major, a theology major for a reason, uh, because I'm not good at math. It's not like I don't like math. I understand the importance of math. I understand math makes the world, it's universal. I get that. Uh, please, 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 please don't be part of this math movement that says two plus two is not four. Oh, oh, I thought Common Core was bad enough, but we have people now that are arguing that math is racist and math is patriarchal and two plus two might be five and we've, we've got to stop this madness. Um, but I use this illustration about keeping focused and if we're not focused, what can happen? So take a multi-step math problem, all right? It's got five steps and you have to go through the five steps to get to the correct answer. And as you go through the five steps, uh, if you make in math one mistake even if it's the simplest mistake in the world, if you, if you multiply when you're supposed to divide on step two, if you invert two numbers, it, the number's 21, but you make it 12 just on accident, um, if you go too fast in step four uh, and you the order of operations you mess up on, you, you make just one mistake, just pick one of those, one of those tiny mistakes, uh, you move a decimal point one point over when you're not supposed to, you do something like that, when you get to the bottom and you get to the answer, you're wrong. One mistake cost you the correct answer, right? And so what caused the mistake? Were you going too fast? Were you too concerned about finishing first than getting the correct answer? Did you have your mind on something else? Whatever the case may be, it caused you to not get the correct answer. You were off course because you weren't thinking clearly, because you weren't focused on what you were supposed to be focused on. Um, You you could go read stories uh, on the internet. Just go type up planes that land at the wrong airport. 
This happens way more than it needs to, but you can see that there are planes that land sometimes 800 miles away, sometimes in other countries. They're supposed to be going to Belgium, and they land in, in, in France somewhere or whatever. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous that planes can get that off course. How? Not paying attention, setting their course wrong. If you set your course wrong by just a degree and you go for miles, you're going to be off miles when you get to the airport. Uh, maybe they're not paying attention to the instruments. Maybe they're not paying attention to their coworkers or, the, or their co-pilot. Maybe they're trusting them too much. They lose focus. And so as believers, you know, this is theological pipe discussing everything from a theological perspective. And when it comes to politics, um, Again, this could be debatable, and, and, and that's fine, and I understand the debates about why Christians should vote Republican. And I understand the debate why some Christians think that they should vote Democrat. I get it. There are Republican Democrats. I mean, there, there are Christian Democrats, and there are Christian Republicans and independent. I get that part. I get all that part. But as believers, as Christians, I believe we need to be focused on the things of God first. That should be our first calling. That should be our first focus. Um, because as, as someone who believes in God and trusts God, you know, the Bible, you know, God will say, do you trust me? I'll say, of course, God, I trust you. Here, watch this. And you're like, wait, what? You did what? So we've got to trust God that he knows what he's doing. So I'm not saying don't be active politically. I'm not saying don't stand up for issues that you believe in. I'm not saying don't think that one person or one person is better or worse than the other. Of course you do that. But when you do it, do it in love, do it in grace, do it in mercy. And you know what? You're going you're gonna to come up against people that no matter what you say, they're instantly going to fight against you. Just leave them be. Uh, you know, I've said before, you can't argue, you can't be rational with irrational people. And politics makes people irrational sometimes. So, you know, if you want to argue and, you know, if you're going to pick an issue, you're, 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 uh, you know, you're pro-life. Great. And, and if you start talking to someone and say, you're pro-life, how can you be uh, pro-abortion at the age of 13? How can you do that? Well, you want to control women's bodies and you're just a, you're just a male and that's why you think that. And you're white and you're just, all you need to do is just smile I'm not even Catholic. Give them, I was Catholic. Give them the sign of the cross and just move on. Um, you know, talk to people that will talk to you, but be willing to listen as well. Um, and, and that will be the thing that, that maybe helps this world a little bit. Just be nice. Uh, and I've said that a, a million times. I'm going to keep saying it. Just be nice to people. Uh, that's the one thing that can set you apart in this world. And we need people that are nice. We need people that are, that are friendly. Um, and, and, and being nice does not mean that you don't stand up for what's right. Okay, it doesn't mean that you don't stand up for your beliefs. You, you have to sometimes, and I get that. But do it in love, you know. Do it in 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 peace. Do it in mercy, uh, and understand that a lot of the things that you're seeing going on, uh, people are doing it because they're hurt, uh, and they're hurting, and they don't know what they need. And and as believers, as as uh, whether you're a Christian or a, a a theist, you realize that they need to understand that there's something more to this life than just this. Um, there, there's a greater good, there's a greater meaning to it. So um, I'll just say, put that in your theological pipe. When you think about politics, um, again, think about that quote from C.S. Lewis, stay focused on the correct thing. Don't get off course. When you get off course, you're going to get the wrong answer. If you, if you, if you lose focus, you may wind up somewhere that you don't want to be. Um, I know I have in, in, in way too many political arguments, whether it be on social media or in person, where I get myself caught up into something I don't want to be. And before I know it, I'm saying something stupid or I'm saying something hateful or I'm you know, saying something silly just to prove a point. And I'm like, that's not what I want to be. That's not, I don't want to leave the conversation and have someone think, well, that guy's just a troll or that guy, uh, you know, he's just mean spirited or he's, he just makes fun of everything. I want 
want people to, to think, man, that guy loves God. He loves me. He, he cares about my feelings, even if we disagree. Uh, I think that's a, that's a good thing. Uh, look up a story. And before I go, you know, I was going to say, put that in your theological pipe and smoke it. Be nice. Uh, when it comes to politics, vote. Be involved, but do it in niceness, do it in love, and stay focused on the kingdom of God as opposed to um, the political kingdom of this world. But if you want to talk about people being nice, um, go look up the story of Ronald Reagan and C. Everett Koop. Uh, C. Everett Koop was a Democrat, uh, I, I believe, and, and Reagan was a Republican. Um, and go go find out about their relationship and see, see how they treated each other, especially at the end of their lives. Um, no. I made I messed that up. Forget that. Skip that. Go to C. Everett Coop and and his he he, he was Republican too. I'm I'm gonna mess this up and go do some research. Um, C. Everett Coop and his relationship with the um, with the homosexual community when the AIDS crisis came out. Uh, I, C. Everett Coop was a, an evangelical Republican, um, a a staunch believer in in, in Christ. Um, and he had such compassion for people that he was cheered. People loved him, uh, even though they disagreed with him. And you can go read up. So I'm sorry I messed that last part up. I'm not even going to, like, rewind and start over. Just, I made a mistake. Big deal. Be nice, right? Show me some grace, some love, and some mercy. Uh, so uh, put that in your theological pipe and smoke it. Stay focused on the correct things. Um, and um, we'll see you next time. Have a good one. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist.